Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Good morning, everybody. We hope you're doing well. Thank you for listening to American Family Radio. Program you're listening to is Today's Issues. And I'm Tim Wildman, the announcer. Just told you that. This is Thursday, May the 5th. Fred Jackson in the studio. Good morning. How are you, Fred? I'm doing great. And Chris Woodward. Good morning. Good to have both you gentlemen alongside. We got uh, Byron Paulus, uh, who is... uh, He's going to be talking to us at the bottom of the hour. He is president of OneCry.com. Today is the National Day of Prayer, and we're going to be talking about that with him, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Today's a, we had a time this morning on our yes. staff during devotion. Mm-hmm. Set aside, we pray every day yes. for Christian ministry, so that's probably a good thing. Mm-hmm. But we especially uh, took some extra time this morning to talk about the history of the National Day of Prayer, the significance of Yes. A prayer in our country's uh, uh, history. Yes. And and we also prayed ourselves. Yeah. yeah. Founded as a Christian nation, and we don't need to tell our audience this, but uh, there are great challenges. There's spiritual warfare going on in our country right now. Uh, but God, our God that we serve is bigger than all of that. And he waits to hear from his children. And uh, it's not just on the National Day of Prayer, but every day. But today is, I, I think, is just used as a reminder of the importance of prayer and how prayer moves the heart of God, and this country yeah. needs prayer. Right now. Today is the seventy-first annual National Day of Prayer, and uh, so we'll be we'll be talking more about that later in the program. Of course, the Bible tells us that we are to pray. Mm-hmm. People of God people who follow God, people who trust in Christ, mm-hmm. we are to pray. Mm-hmm. That is communication with God. Yeah, the Bible says pray without ceasing. Now, a lot of people say, what do you mean, pray without ceasing? Uh, well, we're to have an attitude of prayer. Yes. So that when we're going through our, our daily lives, things come up. Lord, what would you have me to do? Yes. That's praying. Yes, prayer doesn't need to be foreign no. to us. Uh so we'll talk to Byron about that. And Jan Markell, uh, host of Understanding the Times, will be with us as well. The Bible also says we're to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? We'll talk to Jan about that coming up later on in the program. Um, it's a pretty peaceful, tranquil world out there, ladies and gentlemen. And so we're not going to do much today. We're going to play some elevator music and... Um, right. <laughs> Maybe some smooth jazz. Kenny G. <laughs> I, like, I actually like Kenny G. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kenny G. Big clarinet guy. Mm. Uh, or, I, or is he I, sex? Well, I'm one of those both. guys I couldn't even really tell you what he plays. I just know it sounds good. <laughs> it sure um, does. Uh, all right, uh, Christopher. Is that is that your full name? It is. That is my actual name. Christopher. So, so when your mom got, your mom, uh, got upset with you. Yeah. She she unleashed. She's always Christ- called me Christopher. Oh, okay. Her 
my mom's always done that. Uh, one of the editors of uh, AFN.net uh, usually calls me Christopher on a regular basis. A few people do. Uh, it still comes on my, you know, I think it's Christopher on my paycheck, actually. It should be. I mean, that's my legal name. But a lot of people call me Chris. I mean, saying, fun. you know how parents, uh, yes, when mom and dad really, oh yeah, especially your mom, really gets upset with you. When how they co- say how your come full you, name. How comes your full name? Yeah. Oh, that, oh that's when you First, really middle, and last. <laughs> huh? And anything else that you. Then you know you've really crossed the line. <laughs> yeah. What was your, what was yours? Fre- Fred? Fred, Frederick Samuel. So is Frederick. Frederick. Frederick Samuel Jackson, you get in here. Uh-huh. Then you know something's uh, right now. <laughs> I, I just say I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm not going to win if I say I'm not guilty. So I'm guilty. Frederick Samuel Jackson, you get your rear end in here. Uh-huh. All right. So a uh, lot to talk about. Steve Jordan will be yes. with us next hour. Chris. Well, the top story uh, really around the country and even in other countries uh, is this leak out of the uh, Supreme Court to Politico. The investigation continues as to which person or group might have actually uh, leaked this reported uh, opinion from Justice Amelito, uh, which leads a lot of people to believe the Supreme Court is about to overturn Roe versus Wade or at least allow states uh, some flexibility to set their own guidelines, restrictions, what have you. On abortion, uh, Biden has commented on this a few times, as has his uh, press secretary. Let's begin here because um, this is Joe Biden, who claims to be a man of faith and has talked about the Bible and Scripture from time to time over the length of his uh, 50 years in public office. Uh, Biden, uh, we've got some audio here. This is Biden talking about the SCOTUS leak. He is this then, yesterday? Yes. He then misquotes Robert Bork's position on rights and says he has rights because he is a, quote, child of God. And then it's going to be followed by Fox News personality Pete Hegseth quoting Psalm 139, clip one. This is about a lot more than abortion. I I hadn't read the whole opinion at that time. But this reminds me of the debate with Robert Bork. Bork believed the only reason you had any inherent rights was because the government gave them to you. If you go back and look at the opening comments of the Bork-Biden when I was questioning him as chairman, I said, I believe I have the rights that I have, not because the government gave them to me, which you believe, but because I'm just a child of God, I exist. I am just a child of God, I exist. You know what that made me think of, Nancy? You'll appreciate this, Psalm 139, where he said, for you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully Wonderfully made. made. Mm-hmm. What's interesting there is earlier this week, uh, Biden tried to ride the fence, uh, as many politicians do, and really didn't give an answer as to where, when life begins. Uh, Catholics, evangelicals, a lot of people in this uh, world, regardless uh, of what faith well, it's biology. It's biology right. 101. Exactly. Biology 101, people say, well, when does life begin? Well, life begins at conception. If it doesn't, you wouldn't have to kill it. That's right. right. Huh? Mm-hmm. Next topic. Okay, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just, this isn't even a, this is like asking, you know, what's a, what, what's a woman? Right. And you can't answer it. Oh, I'm sorry. Whoops. A Supreme Court justice nominee didn't, couldn't even define what a woman is. That's how, you know what she could define what a woman was? And, and these people who claim we don't know where, when life begins, mm-hmm. they know full well. Yes. They just don't want to say so because mm-hmm. it crushes their own argument. Well, even earlier this week, Joe Biden referred to the baby in the womb as a child. As a child. He referred to it as a yeah. child, not a fetus, not a clump of cells. And now you have him 
try, he's trying to frame himself. He says he's a you know a, a child of God. Right. Well, therefore, and that's why Pete Hegseth, and I'm very proud. I don't agree with everything Fox does, but you know what? They have hosts on Fox that are not afraid to quote scripture and say they are Christians. Right. That sets them apart pretty well from the other networks mm-hmm. out there. But Pete Hegg said that he was ready for this and was able to quote those two verses from Psalm 139. Yeah. Psalm 139, for those who don't know, I encourage mm-hmm. you to go read it, talks about how God uh, God forms babies. Knits together in the womb. In the womb. That, yes. That's the wording. Knits together in the womb, mm-hmm. the human life, and then the uh, the mother, not the birthing person. Yes. The mother, which mm-hmm. is a female. Mm-hmm. I wish I could help the Supreme Court Justice nominee. What's her name? Oh, Katanji Brown Jackson. Yeah, I wish I could help she's her. She's confirmed. She's actually going to be a justice when the term begins. Still, I'm just still, I'm just still shocked by her answer to Marsha Blackman, the senator from Tennessee. Can you tell us what a, what a woman is? Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she says, "I don't know. I'm not a what? Biolog- I'm not a biologist." I thought last night. Uh, what if she had? What if she had been asked? Okay, do you know what a? Can you you know what a tornado is, uh, ma'am? <laughs> and her answer would have been, no, uh, I'm not a meteorologist. Yeah. I mean, that's the same kind of right. stupid answer yeah. mm-hmm. uh, a Supreme Court nominee on the left gives to an answer as simple as, what is a woman? Right. Anyway, that's, uh, I, I digress, which is rare. Yeah. Again. Next story. Well, uh, let's or, keep it here because similar. this goes to show you how crazy uh people uh liberal democrats are uh, on this issue with the supreme court leak and whatnot yesterday gavin newsom tries to do what a lot of liberal governors do he goes out and rallies troops he's speaking in front of people with signs and whatnot you can see it here on my phone in yeah. california, in california. Where, where they're not threatened at all right. by, by no. this decision now okay. they'll, they'll end up increasing the right. level in which you can have an abortion but anyway gavin newsom tweets yesterday quote if men could get pregnant this wouldn't even be a conversation. Okay. This is the same mm. party that just recently right. has talked about how men do and can get periods. Yeah, it's called the birthing. And people. they're embracing pregnant man emojis. Yes. But then, yes. But oh, then did he get some, any backlash on that? Well, one? I did. Uh, I said, you say if, but citizens claim things such as men get periods while corporations have created pregnant man emojis, sir. What is your comment? Are you saying right. they're wrong? He did not respond. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I, I did what you, I could. You did your Peter Ducey. I did. There. Listen, the, the, the left is, uh, liberalism is an illness. Yes. And it's a I, mental disorder. It is. That's what and, uh, Savage, Michael Savage calls and it. And it's amazing to me. These are the people that say, follow the science, mm-hmm. follow the science, follow the science. Right. Wait a minute. It is scientific that when conception occurs, when those two things come <laughs> right. together, the egg and uh, the component from the man come together, that starts life. Mm-hmm. That's science. That is science. That is factual. Yeah. So let's, I'm, I'm an advocate for following the science. Right. Let's just follow that science. And not to mention what God's word says, what Pete Hegseth quoted right. there from Psalm 139. That settles it. That ought to settle it. Mm-hmm. But right. it doesn't because liberalism is an illness. Go ahead. Uh, well, uh, in related news, let's let's be sure to include this here. Uh, a lot of people on the left are saying Republicans are just overreacting, making a big issue out of the leak. Uh, a lot of them are saying, who cares about who leaked it and whatnot? I've got some examples here of a couple of liberals. It's a 
few ladies on the view, Whoopi Goldberg and Sonny Houston. And then it's going to be followed by Senator Ted Cruz last night uh, on Fox News talking to Brian Kilmeade, clip five. A lot of Republicans are pearl clutching. They seem to be much less concerned about what the document says about taking a woman's rights away and more focused on who leaked it. I'm so much less concerned with who leaked this than what was in the leak. And I think Republicans, Republicans and conservatives have been working for 50 years yes. for yeah. this. And now they're playing victim. Now they're crying out, who leaked it? Who leaked it? This is what they have wanted. And I think our reaction needs to be, who cares about who leaked it? We care about what was leaked. It is shameful. And, and look, I'm glad that Whoopi is back on TV after having to, to step off for a while for anti, her anti-Semitic comments. But, but, you know, maybe she should recognize that, that destroying the Supreme Court and the rule of law, that's not nothing. That actually is what protects our liberty in this country. <laughs> these 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 uh left wing Whoopi Goldberg right these left wing they mm-hmm. just lie. Yep. They lie as a matter of as a matter of uh just normal act, normal everyday activity. How, why do I say that? She said take away women's rights. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg right there. She said this takes away women's rights. That's not true. Women's rights uh, first of all, I'm, I'm disappointed that she didn't use birthing person. These lefties, Once more. Are, these yeah. lefties are going to have to get it straight, <laughs> get their stories straight, huh? Mm-hmm. One day it's a birthing person, and now it's women's rights. Uh, all this does is, as we mentioned over and over and over again, all this, if this in fact happens the way we have been told it's going to, when they announced this in June, all this does is send abortion law back to the states. It does not, quote, take away women's rights. Women are still going to be able to vote. And uh, they're still going to be able to participate fully in society. It just means that in some states, abortion won't be allowed unfettered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'll be up to each state and the citizens of those states, as it should be, to uh, through their duly elected representative to set the... Uh, the rules, the laws, the regulations regarding abortion. So this is just a complete uh, lie. It's a lie that uh, women's rights are going to be taken away with this decision. And by the way, I don't know why these people can't say, you know, we're con- I'm concerned about, even if you did disagree with the decision by the Supreme Court, why couldn't you say, well, I'm as equally as concerned about the leaking of a Supreme Court decision prior to its official release, because uh, do, uh, do they agree that this should become the norm? Are they mm-hmm. are they are they good with that? Mm-hmm. It seems to be from huh? Sunday Houston's comments yeah. there. Yeah. Um, all right. So next story. Well, uh, you know, four, five years ago, I guess it was, six years ago, we had the, uh, the basket of deplorables comment from former first lady and senator and secretary of state Hillary Clinton. That was hurtful. Yes, it was. And she still, I'm sure, holds to that opinion. Uh, because Hillary, she likes to hold on to things, if you follow her on Twitter, as I do. Uh, yesterday, Biden, in addition to making uh, boondoggle comments about uh, 
or boneheaded comments about uh, abortion. Chris, you're there. supposed to be a straight news man. Yes. Well, I'm <laughs> you're, sorry. You're adding okay. commentary. You're saying bonehead. President <laughs> Joe Joseph Robinette Jr. yesterday, uh, speaking at the White House, he was talking yeah. about the uh, the leaked SCOTUS draft, and he went on to uh, basically, well, he outright said it, the MAGA crowd, as he called it, is the most extreme group in American history. Clip six. What happens if you have a uh, state change the law saying that 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 children who are LGBTQ can't be in classrooms with other children. Is that is that legit under the way the, de- the decision is written? What are the next things that are going to be attacked? Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. What is, what is he talking about? Well, here's. One of the narratives coming out of what happened with the leaking of this Supreme Court decision, which we have to remind people was a draft. We don't know for sure yet right. Right. until next month. What the left has done, including all the way to the White House, the President of the United States have said, oh, now, here's what's going to happen. This, the conservatives are going to ban interracial marriage. They're going to ban what just Joe Biden was talking about there. They go down this list. This is what's going to happen to America because of this decision, if the decision really is against Roe v. Wade. Where, where are they getting this stuff from? Oh, thin air. Thin air. Thin air. There's no truth to okay, it. Okay, so uh, I, I halfway know the answer to my own questions there, but what they're trying to do, this the decision itself here doesn't change a whole lot, quite frankly. It just allows for states to set their own rules. Yes. It doesn't outlaw abortion. No. So they've got to gin up. Yes. And and Biden and the Democrats are so far down in the polls mm-hmm. that they 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 need anything they can use to try to gin up their own voters, get people to turn on Republicans. And so what you do is you just make up stuff uh uh that 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 may or that may have that you're going to try to convince the American public we're we're headed towards uh, uh, slavery. Yeah, basically. We're I mean we're we're going we're going to reverse all these things like we're, uh, that have happened. The Republicans are so that we can um, deny civil rights to people. Well, and to your point, based on this opinion, listen, uh, Joe Biden and the White House and the Democrats know. They cannot campaign on the economy. Right. The economy is in the dump. Can't do anything? No. Federal Reserve yesterday up a half uh, percentage point. They say automobile loan interest rates are going to go through the roof. Okay. So, right? we, so Democrats Take, can't. Loser. That's a loser for Democrats. That's a loser. A foreign policy? That's a loser. Yeah. Afghanistan, we left, what, how many billion? Seven billion dollars worth yeah. of uh, military. That we know of. That we know of behind. Yeah. All right. Uh <laughs> I can't campaign on the security of our border. That's a loser. That's a loser. That, yeah, for de- so, these are all losing issues for Democrats. So what do they got? They have to pretend now. They have to cook up things. I got you. You see what he said? He called MAGA, make America great again. Right. In other words. MAGA crowd, he called them. Let's bring Trump back into the MAGA conversation. MAGA crowd, which is the half most the country. extreme group in American history. Uh, I'd like to sit down with the president and ask him, who destroyed miles of downtown Minneapolis a few years ago? That wasn't MAGA. And, and other cities. Black Lives Matter, Seattle, yeah, right. Portland. People people were killed in Seattle. Not by MAGA people. Right. But Antifa and Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Uh, now, Jesse Smollett, he was harassed by some MAGA. 
Oh, wait a minute. He was just getting a Subway sorry, sandwich. That turned out to not to be true. That's right. But, yeah. Yeah. But, but further, top story on Fox right now, there is a group that says they're going to go to the houses of the six justices who they think have voted to, uh, to uh, reverse Roe v. Wade. They're going to go to their houses. Do you think they're going to stand out in front and pray, this left-wing group? No. They're going to harass them. Which was the per- which, in my view, and a lot of people, including Ted Cruz, there, the senator from Texas, that was the purpose of releasing this, of leaking this, was so that these kinds of things would happen, so that Clarence Thomas's tires would be slashed, mm-hmm. so that uh, uh, you know the Alito would get uh, you know a threat in his mailbox, and I mean, I'm just those things haven't happened. I'm just saying that that right. would be the the reason you would want to release this is to have physical intimidation mm-hmm. to these justices to scare them mm-hmm. perhaps into changing their opinion. Yes. Yeah. Intimid- yes. Intimidate them would be the, yeah. would be yep. the word. Yep. I don't think it's not going to work, no. but I'm just saying that that, is the, uh, that would be your motive. But uh, Biden said back of being the most extreme group in American history? Really? I uh, know. He just, well, it's like uh, with what's your name, uh, Hillary Clinton, you said? The basket of deplorables come in. Yeah. Or bite or Obama's bitter clinkers remark. I mean, this has been going on for a long guns. time now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, hey, to Fred's point here about how uh, you know Biden didn't blame, um, he didn't mention riots and Antifa and BLM and stuff like that. Uh, Laura Trump was on Fox and Friends earlier today talking about Biden's uh, negative remarks there toward the MAGA crowd. And Laura Trump said, quote, I guess Biden forgot about the damage during the summer 2020 riots caused by Antifa and BLM. Clip seven. Look, in case Joe Biden is interested in who the MAGA crowd is, Ainsley, these are people that love America, that get up in the morning, they go to work, they pay their taxes, they go to church, they believe in the police, they believe that we should be a sovereign nation with borders. They don't want to pay triple what we have uh, had to pay now uh, in gas and groceries. (laughs) That gas and groceries is going to be a main driver uh, yes. in this election mm-hmm. for a lot of people. Cause even Democrats are hurting by policies from the people they voted into office. Yeah. I don't think this is going to work. This play, just trying to stoke fear that, no. uh, that uh, civil rights are going to be over in many ways for, for Americans. Uh, because of a, this decision, mm-hmm. I just don't think it's it takes work. four justices to take a case. I have, a pretty good feeling Clarence Thomas is not going to rule to strike down mixed marriages. His wife is white. Clarence right. Thomas is a black yes. man. Right. That's just, that's. And they're assuming Thomas would be one of the ones that would strike it down. Yeah. Um, so, so president Biden, he didn't call vice president Biden, the president yesterday or anything like that. Well, he did tell some, uh, people. I was kidding. Well, I thought it was, maybe I mean, a, I can, I do have a gaffe. I, I thought maybe up. it was a, Oh, you got a gaffe a day? What was a gaffe a day? Well, yesterday, uh, they had a, a gathering of Olympic athletes from recent uh, Olympic Games. Oh, uh, my word. This and they, is, rec- they this. recognized a wheelchair-bound athlete. Oh, my goodness. And then Biden, standing in front of all the athletes, told people not to jump. Clip 12. And wheelchair basketball player Matt Scott. <laughs> Don't jump. <laughs> yeah. 
He didn't do that. He did. You you you, you patch that together no. to make him look and bad. And it's not the first time he's told somebody in a wheelchair. Uh, he's made a comment. Like he told a guy in 2008, uh, September of 2008, September 9th, 2008, in fact, hey, stand up and we'll applaud you. And then he realized the guy's a, in a wheelchair. He was a paraplegic or something, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Wheelchair-bound guy told him to stand up yes. so they could clap for him. Now he tells a wheelchair basketball player to not jump. Right. What, yeah. was it? what did he do that for? Um. But where because did that, he's prone to make things. But where did that come from? Do you have any idea? Well, I mean, what was he? Was he talking about something else? Was he? No. I, I think he's just prone I mean, to make. Easy, easy. Words escape me. <laughs> is he that much? I can't, of a, I can't think of a word to use. Is he that much of a callous <laughs> idiot to tell a guy bound in a wheelchair don't jump? I don't know. We'll be back in a minute, and I'll settle down. Here. <laughs> Hello, I'm Sam Rohr, president of the American Pastors Network, a growing national network of pastors committed to the authority of Scripture and preaching the whole counsel of God. We believe biblical obedience is the foundation for revival and impacting our culture for Christ is our duty. For too long, the pulpits of America have been silent on the important issues such as marriage and family and assault on our liberty. Join us in the battle for truth on Stand in the Gap weekend, Sunday evenings at 6 p.m. on American Family Radio, and visit us at AmericanPastorsNetwork.org. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The Internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family, And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Everyone's goals for advancing their education look different. At Liberty University, we've helped thousands of students like you earn their dream degree. So no matter what your goal is, we can help you get there. With over 450 degrees from the associate to the doctoral level to choose from, most of which are 100% online, you'll find what you need to succeed. To discover which degree might be the best fit for you, text DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Well, it's quite an accomplishment to be named to a post at one of our nation's military academies. But what about being named to all five military academies? Well, that would be a miracle. And Noble Rasmussen is a miracle worker. He was recently accepted to all five military academies. Noble is a patriot, and he told Fox News that God has blessed his life. The Nebraska teenagers already served as a cadet in the Civil Air Patrol, and that led to his interest in a military career. Noble's parents say they pray their son will be a young man of honor, honesty, and integrity, a prayer we should all pray for all of our children. By the way, Noble announced on Fox News that he will be an airman at the Air Force Academy. My new book, by the way, makes a great gift for moms and grandmas, our daily biscuit, Devotions with a Drawl. It's available at your favorite bookstore and online at ToddStearns.com. 
for he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Colossians 1, verse 13. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the radio program, Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim, Fred, and Chris, thank you for listening. If you want to send us an email, go to comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. We were talking earlier about President Biden's career of of gaffes. It's just a highlight reel, really. You could probably play an hour of those. And at some point you go, are they gaffes or is this guy just, well, now that he's gotten older, it just seems like maybe he just doesn't know what's going on. So he just talks out of his head sometimes. Remember they used to run ads, the best of this singing group, the best of? Yes. yes. I think someday they'll be the best of Joe. You know what? Maybe a half hour infomercial late at night. The best of Joe. Like we do, you know, when they're selling like uh, hits from the 70s. Yeah. You get a tote you know bag or something with your purchase? Yes, so it's half an hour of Time Life presents Joe <laughs> Biden's greatest gaffes. Huh? Here's just a sample. Nice, you get an ice cream bowl Yeah. with your, yeah. he likes ice cream. A man telling a man who's in a wheelchair. Don't, don't jump. To not jump. Yeah. Uh, as I said, I'm, I was speechless, even though I've been speaking about it for about two minutes. I just... What, what do you? You know, I, I was saying, it, I can just imagine off the stage somewhere is yeah, Jen, Jen Saki, and she's pounding her, pounding Jen her head Psaki against the wall. off the stage, going, "That's it, that's, that's it. it. I'm resigning today. I'm not going out there to face Peter Ducey and tell him why my boss told a man in a wheelchair not to jump. I just can't do that. Any, I can't do this anymore. Huh? I can't flail my arms enough." Right. To get myself out of this. Right, right, right. <laughs> or, or or to refer to another agency. I love she's that's her go to. Yes. A yeah. lot of times is something critical of Biden or her even, and she'll say, I don't know, you'll go have to go ask the Department of Sanitation. Yes. Uh what their response is to that because we can't speak to that. Next question. Yes, yes but you said it. Jin Saki, <laughs> oh, I know I said it, but you're going to have to go ask the. It's caught in the moment. Yeah, yeah the, the Department of, of of um, Sewage Control. Or or the go other, ask them what I meant by that. Or the other famous line from her. Yeah, that will go down in history. What's that? I'll circle back with. I'll you. I'll circle back. Yeah, she she said that so much first three weeks. I think oh, she I she quit using circle back, <laughs> but but she owns it. She owns I it. would copyright it, patent it, whatever. <laughs> if I were her, she should get money, a royalty off, cir- MSNBC off, cir- off the expression circle back. Circle back sucky. Circle back sucky. Circle back means I don't have an answer, never will, but I'll tell you. <laughs> That's right. I'll delay, delay, delay. All right. Well, um, politics and, and uh, cultural uh, things going on are one thing, but uh, we have a uh, – uh, a very important day, a very significant day, especially for Christians all mm-hmm. over the country. It's the National Day of Prayer. And uh, this evening, 
from 7 to 8.30 Central Time here on American Family Radio. We're going to be airing a special. So if you're expecting the, uh, you know, the lineup of Bible teachers that we usually have, they'll be back tomorrow night. But this one night we're stepping aside or we're, I guess, interfering with our normal, normally scheduled programming for this very special hour and a half National Day of Prayer special. Joining us right now is Byron Paulus. Byron is a, very much a part of what's going to be happening this evening. He is the president of OneCry.com, OneCry.com. Byron, good morning. Well, Tim, thank you. What a delight to hear your voice and to uh, be on again. You know, that's what and my wife says to... every morning right there. <laughs> you know, all I got to say yeah. is your wife probably yeah. doesn't do gaff. It's a delight but... to hear your voice. <laughs> all right. But... Go ahead. So your wife doesn't do gas, but also I'm glad God has no gas in his right. vocabulary. Amen. Hey, I can, we can all do gas, but we can't compete yeah, with right. Joe. But yep. uh, Joe Biden's the Alabama of, of, of gas, <clears throat> number one. Anyway, I need to stop talking about that. There's more important things to talk about. Hey, right. Tell us about the National Day of Prayer. What? What? Uh, well, tell us about OneCrowd.com, uh, what you guys are doing today, and what's going to be happening this evening on American Family Radio. Well, thank you. And I tell you, the name One Cry epitomizes what's going to be happening all day today and tonight on the broadcast. And that is, we are becoming one, I believe, as believers all across this nation and actually the entire world. And nations all around the world are saying, we're joining you on this National Day of Prayer. And they're going to cry out. Uh, it, it's an amazing thing. And I think most believers don't understand, most Christians don't realize that Congress actually enacted a law uh, in 1952, and it requires whoever the president is, believe it or not, whoever the president, they have to issue a proclamation of the National Day of Prayer. So here we are 71 years later, again, on the National Day of Prayer, probably forty to 45,000 gatherings around the nation will take care, beginning really probably in about a half hour from now particularly. And, I mean, there's planes over every capital with intercessors praying for America. And I just, Tim, you know this, but God hears the cries of his people, and especially as they unite as one. So I could not be more enthused about this day every year that we get to stop and take time somehow, whether it's in living rooms or classrooms or boardrooms, all across the nation and all different types of places. Yeah, we're going to pray. Uh, you know, th- there may be people asking Byron who are new Christians, and they're going, you know, I really don't know how to pray. I mean, wh- what do I do? What do I say? Maybe there's people who have been yeah. Christians a long time who say, you know, I feel inadequate. Uh, well, what can you can you give us some guidance yeah. there? You know, I think what I would do, and I think you'd do the same thing if they can find a Bible and they can find one online. Just go to a Second Chronicles 7.14, read that verse and pray it back to the Lord and just say, hey, I'm a believer, I'm a new believer, but I'm one of your people now, and uh, would you help me to humble myself, and would you help me as I pray, and let God's Spirit just let you pray, and then pray for a healing of our land, and uh, man, there is more prayer right now taking place in our nation for revival and spiritual awakening. And that is kind of the central verse of revival, of, uh, uh, and we all know that as listeners of AFR, but uh, the real solution 
uh, sorry to say it's not here in Washington where I am right now looking at the Capitol building. It's not in the academia centers of our nation. The real answer is with the church. It's it's if the church will experience revival, there will be a spiritual awakening among the lost. And as in our first great awakening, when one-fifth the population came to Christ, extrapolate that today, if there were 16 million new believers, I think our culture would be transformed. Byron, it's interesting. Uh, National Day of Prayers, as you've noted, is over 70 years. But I, I think as along the lines of what you've just been talking about, I think there is a greater awareness that, that in our country right now of the spiritual warfare that we are facing. And Christians, I think, need to be reminded, number one, God is bigger than all of that. But number two is that we're in desperate need of prayer uh, because there are those who, who want to drive, I believe, they want to drive Christianity from our culture. You're absolutely correct. I couldn't agree more on that. And You know, there needs to be more than just prayer, but there needs to be a desperation in those prayers that apart from you, we can't do anything. And there's no hope apart from revival, but there's no hope like revival either. That's what you said. God is greater than all of that. Night before last on a One Cry prayer gathering, we had prayers, all of them from India. And I was so convicted. They wept brokenly for the United States of America for an hour and 15 minutes in tears, crying out to God, oh, deliver us from the enemy. And they know what the enemy's about. They know what persecution is about right now. And I just say, if we as believers would get as desperate, because it will be judgment or, or it'll be revival or ruin. That's what it is. But oh, that God would bring us desperate before it's ruined. Talking to Byron uh, uh, Paulus, He's the uh, president of OneCry.com. We encourage you to visit their website, OneCry.com. Today is the National Day of Prayer, and that's what his ministry is about, uh, prayer. And this evening from uh, 7 to 8.30, Jonathan, can you grab the microphone? Do you know any more about uh, what the lineup is tonight uh, on our network here? Uh, well, or, the, the special is just basically a time of prayer. It's different uh people in society that's doing prayer throughout the whole hour and a half. That's basically all. Live? Is it going to be live radio? Do you know? Uh, no, This sir. evening? It'll be taped. Mm-hmm. It is not live this year. It's recorded. But let me tell you, there's Chris Tomlin, there's Ann Graham Lodge, there's Johnny Erickson Tata, there's Jack Graham, Nick Hall, uh, Sammy Rodriguez, the list goes on. And these people have joined together just in recent days to say, let's unite our hearts and cry out to the gotcha. Lord on the National Day of Prayer. That's a great lineup. It'll be good stuff tonight from 7 to 8.30 Central Time on American Family Radio. Thank you, Byron. Uh, appreciate it. Hey. Appreciate you being on. Thank you, and thank you for sharing the vision and mission of uh, our nation turning back to God. And you went five minutes, and you didn't have one gaffe, Byron. <laughs> Not one. So, uh, well, all right. let me talk to you later. And we'll <laughs> thank all right, you take so care. Much. All right, yeah, bye-bye. All right, Byron Paulus on right there. Uh, today is the seventy-first, seventy-first National Day of Prayer. I that was an aspect he brought up of uh, Christians in other countries praying for our country. Oh yeah. Well, Christians around the world know how important the United States of America is to for a lot of reasons. Yes, for a lot of reasons, it's important that. Uh, America doesn't go down the tubes. Stay strong. Yeah. Yes. 
All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. You got a, another story between our first and second guest, Chris. We could do this. Uh, let's mention this because it is it's very concerning and involves something we all probably own. Uh, a few days ago, a news outlet called Vice came out with an article, uh, and they reported that the CDC has been tracking people through their phones to see how they might be complying with lockdown orders and COVID protocols. We want to spell CDC out for everybody. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and occasionally real estate. And if you don't know who they are, you haven't been staying tuned over the last two years on the pandemic. Yes. Because they've been telling us everything we're supposed to do, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Yes. And according the to CDC Vice, did, according to who the CDC did what? Yeah. Vice found some documents and I actually contacted the CDC myself and they didn't have a problem with what they were doing. Uh, but the CDC a couple of years ago through an app that was giving them the technology for free, the CDC has since paid them for this technology. Uh, but they've been tracking people through their phones to see how they might be abiding by lockdown orders. Okay. Was this an app where people voluntarily um subscribe to this no but how maybe you don't know the answer to this question but i'm going to ask it anyway because a lot of people asking i'll pull up the vice article how in the world does uh, the cdc get access to my cell phone yes there is a company uh called safe graph uh they are a mobility data company and they gave them the technology the means by which to isn't that illegal you're, viola- you're, viola- you're violating uh, First privacy. First Amendment. I mean, uh, constitutional how, rights. And, how, and how, the second question I have, how does a phone company allow that? How does AT&T or Verizon or Sprint or anybody else say, hey, CDC, go yeah. for it. Use our, uh, use our phone. That is an open-ended question that a lot of people have thrown out there. Uh, what you're going to hear now is Twyla Brace of Citizens Council for Health Freedom saying she was not surprised to hear the CDC was tracking people through their phones, but she still has issues. Clip nine. It is a very bad and unconstitutional idea. Essentially, what they're doing is looking to see how well people comply with their lockdown orders. But if you if you look at this kind of in detail, just think of what they can do. They can see how many people are going to the pharmacy, where they go from the pharmacy. They can see how many people go to the playground and decide to shut off access to the playground. They can see how many people choose to go to restaurants and decide to make the restaurant restrictions even more limited. When they have that kind of data, they can get in the middle of our lives and restrict and restrict and restrict to their heart's content because they're watching what's happening. And they can come up with the reasons for more restrictions, more regulations, and um, less freedom for everyone. Go ahead. Can you do a little follow-up on this? Maybe ask uh, our attorneys if they have an opinion on how this is legal. Maybe there's something I don't understand that it makes us – there's a reasonable explanation, as they say, but that sure sounds like it's unlawful to me. It does. Only the the FBI – uh, and some and a law enforcement agency would be allowed to tap into your phone mm-hmm. uh, if that's what they're doing, uh, and that would only be with a warrant. Right. So I don't know how the CDC can track people. Well, even news um, outlets. And, uh, unless there's some kind this. of like, like I said, maybe there's probably something I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't like it anyway. I don't like the sound of it, but maybe there's some uh, way they can do that that's not uh, a violation of privacy laws. 
it's it's probably uh, has to do with some of the technology in these phones, like GPS. Okay, your well, G, GPS that wouldn't be spying on your phone. That would no. just be uh, a general overview of where people are going and what they're doing. Right. Uh, yes, which would be, be well. Uh, and I, I still and don't like the way it I'm sounds. Ju- I'm just guessing yeah. here, but. Like if you're traveling from point A to point B, uh-huh. 200 miles, yeah, uh, you can check on your phone to see if there's a backup in traffic somewhere, yeah, you know, down the road 25 yeah. miles. What what the satellite is doing is gathering the information from everybody sitting there with their cell phone. Yeah. Okay. And, and it shows you. I got you. All right. I'd still say it's. Sounds kind of sounds sounds un-American. It does. Yeah, an unconstitutional. Sounds like a violation of people's privacy. Here, but here's here's the point. I think because the article in Vice mentioned uh, checking how many people went to a church. Mm-hmm. All right, so they see it shows up a big red blob. A lot of people going to a church. They can they know where that church is. So to the point is <clears throat> they can say, well, they're violating the, the COVID rules. The COVID rules. Yes. Vice does point out multiple media organizations, including the New York Times, used location data provided by companies in the industry to show where people were traveling to once lockdowns, traveling to once lockdowns started to lift. Yep. Lockdowns are lifting? Well, this is going back a couple of years. But lockdowns are lifting? I've been locked. Yeah. Can I take my face mask off? (laughs) Now? Is it okay to come outside? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're at a liberal gathering or the Met Gala, yes. If you are at a church or some other, you know, uh, well, these poor these gathering. I said I'm not going to say that, huh? I know where you're going. Nobody I'm, I'm at the White House myself. Correspondence Center uh, a couple nights ago. The White House Correspondence yeah. Center. Nobody there was masked. No. Nope. Yeah, the threat of COVID as a serious illness is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some people are getting COVID, but you know what? They're smiling on their cell phone, saying I'm feeling good. Huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'm not hearing of any hospitalizations, no deaths. No. Nope. Right? No. Nope. COVID as a threat is uh, a dangerous threat is gone. Now, mm-hmm. there may be others released. Yes. I'm not going to say what my wife says. <laughs> huh? That's between us. Somewhere in a lab in China. Well. I'm not going to confirm or deny that's what my wife believes. Huh? <laughs> and and other viruses shall be released down the road. Yeah. Mm. That's what a lot of people I'm just I'm just saying that's what a lot of people believe. Mm-hmm. Um all right, you're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Well, Jan Markell joins us now as she does uh, a lot of times on Thursdays. She's the host of Understanding the Times. Radio, which is heard weekends on American Family Radio at 1 o'clock Central Time on Saturday and noon Central Time right here on American Family Radio um, on Sundays. Uh, Jan is the founder of Olive Tree Ministries, and uh, Jan covers a lot of current event topics, especially in light of Bible prophecy, and uh, she joins us now from the Twin Cities area. Jan, good morning to you. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, we got to ask you the weather in many <laughs> the weather in Minnesota now. Have you, have you guys thought out? <laughs> um, not until yesterday. I I got to be honest. Until yesterday, it was winter. 
is pretty discouraging. <laughs> that that is well, yeah. that is awful. I it mean, is. I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It's May the fifth. I, <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, we but, have we have one month a year that's nice. You know, July, that's it. <laughs> Jan, Jan is one of those Americans who prays for global yeah. warming. The, yes. Uh, You're, the, I, the Minnesota Department of Tourism, <laughs> come join us July every year. Yep, <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> All right. If you, if you blink, you miss it. <laughs> oh, my word. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Jan, we were talking earlier uh, about this being the National Day of prayer and in the bible um i know your ministry covers uh what's happening in israel a lot and also you you spent a lot of time researching and studying uh the uh, the relationship between uh, christians and jews for example uh, mm-hmm. what the bible uh, tells us does it not that we as as christians are to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Is that true? Yeah, it's a commandment, Psalm 122, 6, to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And I mean, what is the actual meaning of that? That's, that's debated. What do you think the meaning is? Well, I mean, certainly it can be taken just literally, that we, we pray that, that the violence and conflict over there ends. Others would, others would say uh, that, that we, we're praying that the Prince of Peace uh, return because then there's true peace all around the world when that happens. Uh, so I think those would be the two main interpretations of Psalm one twenty two. But why is that important to God? Jerusalem. I'm asking. That's, I'm asking questions. I know the answer to. Uh, <laughs> but 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 I think it's helpful for a lot of people who don't know the answer to them. Go ahead. Well, Jerusalem is 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 truly the holy city. I, I, I mean, you know, well, I mean. You talk to people of other ethnic origins, and they would say another part of the world is is a holy city. But um, you look in the Bible, and Jerusalem is referenced, and I don't have the number in front of me, but it's hundreds and hundreds of times referenced in the Bible. I mean, Oslo, Norway, you don't find in there. And so, I mean, God, for some reason, singled out Jerusalem to be a holy city, um, and and indeed it is. And it, But the other side of the coin is it's one of the most conflicted cities in the world as well. Attacked, it wasn't even regained by Israel until 1967. She didn't, she didn't get it when she got independence in 1948. She had to wait until 67. And that was a war that enabled her to get that city back. And I, I think uh, also, Jan, that uh, we, we need to pray for the protection uh, of Israel as a nation, as, as the Jewish people there, because we know that they're they are surrounded. I remember something Netanyahu yeah. said several years ago. Uh, he kind of tongue in cheek. He said, "We live in a rough neighborhood." Speaking yes. of Israel, yes. and and people need to be reminded they are surrounded by people who do not want them to exist. Exactly, exactly, Fred. Um, so true. And I've been there many, many, uh, many, many times. And they rely on evangelical Christian love, support, finances, tourism. More than anyone can possibly imagine. Yes. Uh, what's coming up on Understanding the Times this weekend? 
Well, just a little bit, not necessarily coincidentally, but since we're talking about this topic, I am going to feature this weekend um, information on Israel's rebirth. Um, We've got our 74th anniversary coming up in a week, uh, May 14th, and that's really significant. I mean, you think how many other nations came back from obscurity? None. So clearly God had a plan, and of course it was all foretold, in the Bible, that she'd be reborn. But again, it's a miracle story, and we'll talk about it this weekend. Okay. we uh, You're talking about the – we're coming up on the 74th uh, anniversary of the creation of the new country of Israel. Correct. Yeah, exactly. New, new country. I mean, it was a new – it's the new Israel, so to speak. Well, rebirth. The, rebirth. The, re- the rebirth, yeah. Which was a – I agree completely. If there's, if you need any more evidence to me that the Bible uh, yeah. is is accurate in, in its prophecies, yes, the idea of people that the Jews, I'm talking about, scattered mm-hmm. all over yeah. the all over the earth, yeah, and for how many years? I mean, oh, thousands, couple couple thousand, couple yeah. thousand years, and they're able to reconstitute themselves uh, in a Jewish country in the in their homeland mentioned in the Bible go all the way back to Abraham mm-hmm. the chances th- that hasn't happened to any other group of people ethnic or race of people yeah. in, anywhere in the world in in history I mean that's is that is God yes uh, it is God that is God in one sentence that is God yeah. that's right amen mm-hmm. all right well thank you Jan and we look forward to yeah. your show this weekend and thank uh, you so much take care bye-bye may all you right. thaw out all right uh I, maybe we we need to come up with some other topic to talk to Jan about when we introduce her then the weather in Minnesota because it sounds like to me she's getting a little bit discouraged. Yeah, I think we need to get a U-Haul and go up there and rescue her. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, she's exaggerating, a, but not by a lot, right? <laughs> Fifteen inches of snow in Nebraska this week. That's not very far away. You know what? I have an expression for that. Uh, thank you. You know what it is? <laughs> the South. It's three words. That's just wrong. That's <laughs> what I used to say to my kids. Uh-huh. They'd me they did something. I would just, I didn't have a long speech. I said, that's just wrong. That's wrong. All right. We shall return momentarily with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.